Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Sage Rosenfeld, writer for The Score and The Athletic. You are listening to The Jake Brown Show. Welcome to The Jake Brown Show on Radio.com's podcast network with Entercom, the first show we are recording as part of the intercom brand as they emerge with cbs radio get us on itunes get us on spotify rate us five stars write a review follow me on twitter at jake brown radio and follow the show at jake brown show a lot to get into led by the only week we don't record on tuesday the eli manning news happened while i'm in the air of course this happens on tuesday but we're a day late but we still got it covered for you also, tonight, a podcast will be dropping with former Giant Sage Rosenfels, who backed up Eli Manning at quarterback, and Willie Ponder, who was the kick returner for the Giants when Eli took over for Kurt Warner, and the reign began a 210 straight start, not one missed start in his NFL career, nine games, 2004, and from 2005 until today, played every single game. He started every single game in a Giants uniform, and now the news comes out that he will be benched for the likes of Geno freaking Smith. Also later in the show, after the Eli discussion, we'll talk about the sweatpants saga part two on the DA show, Damon Amendolara and Sean Marash, Maraz, um, Marash, Maraz, uh, I always screw it up, but they had a debate about sweatpants, and and D.A. was kind of on his high horse, his 1930s high horse, thinking that people can't wear sweatpants in public and it implies you're a fat slob of some sorts and wearing it to the airport is disgraceful. Uh, I like D.A., but, man, he could not sound more delusional on this topic and could not sound more lost and on his high horse and living kind of in the wrong decade. I mean, move back to the Great Depression or something. FDR is in an office. Like, I, I don't know uh, who's out here demanding that sweatpants can't be worn in public and that you look like a fat slob, and apparently everyone has stains on it. And, he's, and we know Mraz is a big guy, but I, I know a lot of people wear sweatpants in public, and they won't just get it to get bagels. They'll wear it like I did to the airport yesterday and why it makes all the sense in the world to wear sweatpants to the airport. Why? We'll tell you after, Eli, because we have to start – with Eli Manning. It's the talk of the day. It's the talk of the week. Eli Manning has represented the New York football giants with class since he became the quarterback for this team in the 2004 season, taking over for Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, and then full-time in the 2005 season. And I'll preface this entire rant with the fact that the Giants were my first favorite football team. I do root for the Jets and the Giants. I know it is rare, but it's true. And then the Giants were my first love. I mean, the Eli Manning took over as quarterback right after I had my bar mitzvah. Eli Manning took over at quarterback when George W. Bush was the president of the United States. Eli Manning took over at quarterback before Drake even made one hit song. 
Drake was in a wheelchair on Degrassi when Eli Manning took over as the quarterback of this team. It is now 2017, and while he's no longer the quarterback, we have a we have a, a wrestling Hall of Famer, Donald Trump, as the president of the United States. We have new sexual assault and harassment cases coming out daily, and now the latest with Matt Lauer. And we're in a different world from 2004. So I'll preface with this this with, yes, I root for the Giants. They're the only team that's given me any sort of championship. Mets, none. Knicks, none. Jets, none. Islanders, none. The Giants are the only ones who've done it, and they've done it twice. So I'll preface this whole thing with, yes, I root for both. Yes, I love the Giants. And yes, I love Eli Manning. He has been nothing but class since he walked through these doors. He's played every single game since the 2004 season. He never complained about being sick, about being hurt, about not being able to play a game, as we see from so many NFL and professional players now. You rarely see a guy come out every single Sunday, every single Monday, every single Thursday, every single day of practice and do it with class the way Eli Manning did. And if this is the way it's going to end, as Eli Manning as the New York Giants quarterback, it's a disgraceful way to end the career of the greatest quarterback in franchise history, the only two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback in franchise history, the only two-time Super Bowl MVP in franchise history, and a guy who was a first ballot future Hall of Famer. 210 straight starts. The accolades are endless. He laid it all out on the line for 210 straight starts from 2004 to 2017. And this is how it may end. And an organization that was accustomed to being classy and top of the line amongst NFL teams has fallen from grace. And now the laughing stock of the NFL. How can you not laugh at this team? They have the Jets laughing at them. The team that was expected to win two or three games this season, who has four wins, two more wins than this lowly Giants team with a poor offensive line, with top four, four wide receivers injured, with a head coach that couldn't be more further out of line than he is a guy who should be nowhere near an NFL sideline coaching a team and they have everyone laughing at them they have current and former players scratching their heads thinking what the hell is going on here with the Giants you don't treat a -a one-of-a-kind organizational player like this no matter what the sport is considering the generation we live in where there are hardly any players Ever. that will last as long as this that will give you two titles and will do it the way he did in those playoff runs in those Super Bowl games against the New England Patriots the cream of the crop a team that the first time was undefeated at 18-0 you won't see that ever how hard it is now for a guy to stay with one organization and be great that entire time to make two Super Bowls, win two Super Bowls, to make the playoffs six times, to make it your first three full seasons, 2005, 2006, 2007, and then again in 2008, make it four straight playoff runs with the third time ending in a Super Bowl over the undefeated Patriots. 
A guy who threw for over 4,000 yards six times. A guy, when you don't count his first season where he only played nine games, threw more picks than interceptions just once in 2013. A guy who's thrown for 30-plus touchdowns in three seasons. You just don't treat a -a one-of-a-kind organizational player like that. There isn't more of a class act than Eli Manning. And for him to be drawn to tears today because they are benching him in favor of a guy who got his jaw broken by a teammate and who didn't realize he was on West Coast time and missed a meeting in San Diego and is nothing close to a starting NFL QB is so frustrating as a fan of this team and a fan of football, no matter who you like. You don't need to be a Giants fan to be bothered by what is going down and how it went down. And guess what? Giants fans should be all in rooting for the failure of Geno Smith. If you're a Giants fan, you want this knucklehead to throw five picks in the first quarter against the Raiders. You want Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese to look like Beavis and Butthead and Dumb and Dumber. Because you're going to replace a one-of-a-kind organizational class, full-of-class player like Eli Manning with a bum like Geno Smith. And you expect fans to not be riding in the streets. And it doesn't even matter at this point who replaced Eli Manning. It's the fact that he is being replaced without any sort of warning prior to this, out of the blue, for a team that doesn't have the talent for him to succeed right now. And to have him have to be asked about it and be drawn to tears because his job is being taken away for no reason is just a joke. The way, That way, if Geno does screw up, which he likely will, and they bring in Davos Webb and he'll probably screw up, Ben McAdoo and, and Jerry Reese could realize even more that they already showed how ridiculous it was to even wrap their head around the decision they just made. If Geno ends up hurt, which is likely with this putrid offensive line in his past that we've seen with the New York Jets. Eli should leave his ass on the bench and tell the Giants to go screw themselves. But that would never happen. This is Eli Manning. He's all class. He'd put his helmet on and trot on the field and give it all for his team. That has done him dirty in a lost season filled with injuries, lack of effort, hard coaching, piss-poor management, and amongst the mother, other million issues that have gone on. Other issues from an organization that has looked far from giant in any sense of the word. It's not about Eli's skills maybe diminishing. It's not about the Giants being 2-9 and nine and you thinking it doesn't matter the season's over. We know the season's over. We know the Giants are out of the playoffs. But you cannot do a franchise quarterback, and the greatest guy at that position. Do him a dirty like this. And if you're not a Giants fan and you're thinking to yourself, it's not a big deal, this is a big deal. You don't treat someone like this. This would be the Yankees replacing Derek Jeter with Torres and thinking it's okay in his final season. That's If you want to make a New York comparison, that's what it is. And this is disgusting. It's disgusting from an organization that we might have compared to the NBA San Antonio Spurs being full of class. 
Ben McAdoo is auditioning. He's auditioning for the Ringling Barnum Bailey Circus. There's no coach in the league who should still have a job, and he's lucky to be here. And if he thinks throwing Geno Smith out there is going to save, potentially save his job, and then maybe Davis Webb, who now has been reported that he's not even getting more shots in practice, that Davis Webb is not seeing tries with the first unit, it could not make less sense. You cannot wrap your head around it. And to tell me that the same Geno Smith that in 2013 threw 12 touchdowns and 21 picks, who in 2014 had 13 touchdowns and 13 picks, seven fumbles in those two years, then got his jaw broken, and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in for him and did great. You can't tell me that Geno Smith with this team, with any team, has a better chance to win you games. Then Eli Manning. And if you do tell me that, you could not be more delusional. You need to get into a new planet and maybe star in the next Avatar movie because you're not human. Geno Smith is a terrible NFL quarterback. Would Giants fans have been happy if Davis, if Davis Webb came in and became quarterback? No. But would they have respected the decision a little bit more if you went with the young quarterback over the freaking bum, the freaking trash, the freaking garbage can that is Geno Smith? They would have accepted it, maybe with a little bit of warning. But you really are trying to tell Giants fans that you're going to throw Geno out there. And I don't care if it's for half and then you take him out and then go to Webb. The perception you have sent to Eli and the fans is an absolute nightmare. Say what you want about Eli. He's had his naysayers. He's had his naysayers over the year. The guy's won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, and hasn't sat out a game. The fact the guy hasn't sat out the game and won two Super Bowls you could rest your hands down and say that's incredible in its own right. You know how many guys just sit out? You know how many guys who get hurt and can't get back up? You know how many times Eli's gotten sacked behind this offensive line and gets up every time? You know how many weeks he's probably been aching in pain and played through it? Never complained once. The only issue he's essentially had with this franchise and organization, is this whole autograph thing, which is full of baloney anyway, the whole autograph thing. And if that's the only issue you have in a 14-year tenure with a team where you won two Super Bowls and MVPs in a stretch of four years, you won two in four years, you made the playoffs six times, you made the playoffs your first four full seasons as the quarterback, That's that's pretty impressive. And all that might end in the most sour way possible. And knowing Eli, if if this when this team, I shouldn't say if when this team gets a new coach when Ben McAdoo's gone, when they do, 
because Ben McAdoo couldn't be out the door fast enough. And please let the door hit you on the way out. I hope it hits you and breaks your neck on the way out. Maybe Eli will stay. And I think Eli is such a class act that if there is a new head coach and a new GM and he's given pieces, he's given offensive line, I think there is a chance Eli Manning comes back. I wouldn't say this is the end of his Giants career. But the way it's been handled, you couldn't blame him if he went to join Tom Coughlin and went to Jacksonville and go win with that dominant defense and the talent that they have and clearly missing a quarterback. And I don't think the Mariners will hear the people reverse the decision. I think this was a joint decision. It was a poor decision. It's weird that it comes from the Mariners who have defined class. And you're thinking, you want to hear what they have to say about this. And it's too late to reverse any decision. The damage has been done. And Eli, the way he is, just the legend that Eli Manning is, he said, you know what? Screw my streak. The selfless player that Eli is, he said, screw my 210-game streak. If you're going to start me to keep a streak going and then put in freaking Geno Smith, sit my ass on the bench. I want no part of this BS. And Eli Manning couldn't be more right about that. Why would... He want to come in just to keep the streak going. This isn't about that streak. It clearly is, and he doesn't care about that. A streak is a streak, whatever. It's gonna be. It could be passed. It probably won't be because it's insane when you think about it that he hasn't sat in the fourteen years. That doesn't matter at this point. This is what Giants fans are angry about. If you're a Giant fan who's like, "Oh, I wish he kept the streak going," you're missing the point with this story. The story is the lack of class and the lack of any sort of positive treatment. Let's hear Eli Manning. I mean, this almost had me in tears. Um, Again, the Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify. Let's hear Eli Manning, what he had to say when he was asked about the situation. And you could hear the emotion in his eyes and, and get your Kleenex out for this. Let's hear it. How hard is this hitting you emotionally? It's hard. Hard, uh, hard, you know, hard day to handle this, but uh, you know, hang in there and figure it out. Hardest, hardest day as a Giant, you would say? Uh, it's up there. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you might have started your last game for the Giants? I don't know. No, I, I, I don't know. We're, I'll uh, take one, one week at a time. It breaks your heart, and one week at a time. And you know what? If I'm Eli. How they did me like this. I say I'm going to Jacksonville. I'm going to my man Tom Coughlin. I'm going to play for a team and a defense that's forcing turnovers like crazy. A good young team. And clearly missing that one piece in the quarterback. And Blake Bortles is trash. Blake Bortles and Geno Smith and Blaine Garrick all have a party together. A trash party. Didn't even go with Davis Webb. You told the fan base that Geno Smith should get a shot. The same Geno Smith that got a shot to the face by IK and Kampali. The same Geno Smith that is a turnover machine. The same Geno Smith 
that has two pass attempts on the season. The same Geno Smith that only had 14 pass attempts last season. With the Jets. The same Geno Smith that has 36 career interceptions, eight career fumbles, and a 72 passer rating. The same Geno Smith who should be nowhere near an NFL field. Do you guys remember those runs? Those Super Bowl runs were magical. Those parades, I were there, magical. Remarkable moments in Giants history that will live forever in Giants history. The play to Tyree, one of the great plays ever. I mean, those runs were so magical that you can remember where you were. You remember the spot where you were for each of them. You remember. You know the exact moment when each play happened. And now you're stuck with this. What a fall. From 100 to 0, this team has gone. And, and you think of Giant and class. And now this, is, this isn't the New York Giants. This is the Little Giants. The Little Giants from the great classic film are laughing at these Giants. You could call these the Dwarf Giants. The minuscule giants. The classless giants. And Ben McAdoo, get out. Ben McAdoo, get out. Get out. The giants are full of... You are fake news. And uh, if you... You play to win the game. You put in Eli. You don't put in Gino. I'm still. I'm just in awe. I mean, it. It. You can't wrap your head around this kind of thing. It, it's just such a wild story. To think of all he's done and it might end like this, just like that. Gone. Unreal. 50,629 passing yards later. 334 touchdowns later. An 83.8 passer rating later. 4,319 completions later. 7,220 attempts later. 212 games played later. The streak is over. The season is over, and the Giants' era might be over for the great Eli Manning. And Eli, we got to say, thanks for the moments. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for two Super Bowl rings. Thanks for overcoming all the obstacles, the New York media, the 
autograph thing, Chino Smith, this, and having to go through all of it and handling it with the utmost, and I keep saying it, the utmost class. Thanks for doing it right. Thanks for doing it like a giant. What has been done to you is not giant-esque. It's the acts of a couple of fools. And Ben McAdoo, Benny with the good hair, you could take your act somewhere else. Because the moment the clock hit zero after week 17, you'll join me collect unemployment. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, and Spotify is where you find us. We still have to talk about the sweatpants saga part two, which I'm sure more people are interested in than uh, than this. Because sweatpants are a big topic of discussion on this program. And we don't know how much longer the Jake Brown show with this network will be going. Maybe only a couple episodes left. We don't know the exact amount. But really over the last course of this run here, it's become a sports, entertainment, and lifestyle program. <laughs> we, we've gotten dates in there, sweatpants in there. And now there's a sweatpants saga part two. And obviously there's other stuff going on in sports. Enos Cantor's tweet was great on LeBron James and him getting ejected for the first time in his NBA career. But sweatpants will take over the conversation. So, obviously, if you know, if you listen to the show, if you haven't, go back and listen to the episode. We, we tell the sweatpants saga episode with the date I had. And uh, when she stayed over the next morning, I wore sweatpants and she was mad. Now I heard a, a conversation. I watched a video from this, the DA show on CBS Sports Radio with our guys, DA Damon Amendolar, who's been on the show. Sean Marash has been on the show. Mraz is the producer of the DA show and a fan of sweatpants, as am I. And I'll tell you, the first 16, 17 years of my life, 90% of the time, I think I was wearing sweatpants. If I wasn't wearing shorts, I'm, I'm talking about when it's like cold outside, I was probably wearing sweatpants. I really think only owned one pair of jeans, didn't wear jeans a lot. I wore sweatpants. I wore like Jordan sweatsuits. I love it. It's comfy. But now more than ever, it is more acceptable to wear sweatpants in public wherever you are than it ever has been. And on their show, they were discussing... It started with D.A. talking about sweatpants on the sideline and coaches, NFL games, wearing sweatpants and how wrong it is that these guys are looking like slobs and bums and wearing sweatpants at work. And here is D.A. And no offense to D.A. I like the guy. He's a great radio host. But people have different opinions. He could not sound more delusional and more wrong in this argument. 
And you can go go to their Facebook page, the DA Show, watch the video, follow Mraz, follow DA, whatever, and watch the segment where they talk about it. But good heavens, have mercy. He said that, one, you shouldn't be able to wear sweatpants publicly, essentially, or wear sweatpants out. And he also said wearing he, – he called Mraz a fat slob. Fine, call him what you want. This has nothing to do with weight or anything. This is 2017. It's about comfort. And honestly, sweatpants are in style. Not all sweatpants have stains or have whatever. People wear them for comfort, and now they have sweatpants and joggers – and ladies like a guy in joggers. Ladies like a guy who, who wants to be comfortable and who looks good when they're comfortable with their comfort. Now, another part of this is the airport. And he, he said that you shouldn't be able to wear sweatpants. You shouldn't wear sweatpants to the airport. Outside of the gym, outside of a Sunday morning stroll to get a bagel, the airport is a perfect spot to wear sweatpants. And let me tell you why. One, when you have to go through security, you need to wear, the people who wear jeans or whatever, or tight pants or whatever he's wearing in the 1930s, like the Great Depression, FDR's in office and we're all in a wheelchair in our nice pants. Was FDR the one in the wheelchair? Was it was the other Roosevelt? Teddy? No. Teddy, it was Teddy, right? I don't remember. One of them. <laughs> you you don't want to take your belt off when you go through security and have to hold up your pants and go through security just because you want to wear better pants. That's part one. Part two. My friend Luke once, I think he had jean or shorts on with, with a belt. He went through security. His pants came down, and he saw him in underwear when he was going through security. Never do I want to see that again. While it was great, because my friend, you don't want to see someone's pants fall down when they go through security because they have to talk, take off their freaking belt. Also, do you want to be in a flight buckled into the seat belt? You got a fatty next to you. You got another fatty on the on the other side. You're in the middle. You got me. I'm one of the fatties. Do you want to be buckled up in your freaking belt and have your freaking tummy sitting out there? No. Do you want to be uncomfortable on a flight and you got the belt buckle like rubbing up against your belly? Listen, DA, I know, you, I know you're a mister. Oh, I'm fit. Yeah, with your tight pants. But my God, I'm, I wore my brand new sweatpants. Got some new sweatpants and new joggers. I wore that on the plane to the airport. I wore it loud and proud, baby. I couldn't be more comfortable on that flight with these sweatpants. You don't have to worry about the belt hitting the bottom of your stomach or whatever, or having to readjust yourself or having to take it off and put it back on and take an hour to go through security. You wear your sweatpants, you get right in and out, baby. You don't have to take off anything. The airport is the best spot to wear your sweatpants. You sweatpants are in It's not about them having stains and stuff like that. It's about comfort. And they're super comfortable. 
and the airport is a great spot to wear them. I don't need to look good for these random people that I may never see again. You can still meet a chick on the flight. If you have a beautiful girl next to you, you think she's going to judge you because you're wearing your freaking sweatpants. You better believe you are wrong. I hate when I go through security and I have jeans on and I got to take the belt off. Especially like new pants I got. When the belt is off, they fall down. Like not all jeans are a perfect fit where they're going to stay up when you take the belt off. I don't want to be. And then remember, when you go through security at the airport, you have to do the thing where you have your hands up and the sensor's going through. You go like this. Hands up, baby. Hands up, baby. Hola, baby. Great song. Um, you have to go like this. So if your pants can't stay up without that belt, you're showing the world. You're letting your moon shine. Your butt, you're pulling a Randy Moss. Your pants are coming down. And I don't know about you. I don't I don't want my pants down at the airport. You don't need to worry about just getting through security and making your damn flight. Now I got to worry about my pants falling down. Just so I can look cool and I can look professional. It's a new age. Maybe it's my I'm 26 and younger. But you better believe you rocking those joggers, you rocking those sweatpants at the airport. You better believe that if it's the weekend, you're rocking them. If I go, listen, I'll go to a bar on Sunday to watch football if I ever go to my spot, Rockies. I've worn sweatpants there. I've worn sweatpants at the bar to watch football on a Sunday. And you better believe I'm wearing them loud and proud. They're in. Listen, there's certain workplaces where you just don't wear sweatpants. You come to the studio, honestly, you can wear them. Razzie, he has all the right in the world. There's not really a dress code there to wear them. You come here, I was working here for three years, and it's not allowed. If I wore sweatpants, maybe I get fired. But there are certain places to record this show. I can wear them because guess what? I'm, I'm freelance. I'm not a full-time employee here. I can wear whatever the hell I want. Today, I'm dressed nicely because I'm covering the Knicks game after this. But if it's a day where I'm not covering a game or doing something after, I'll wear sweatpants at the studio. And these coaches, it's about comfort. These guys sometimes have to run up and down the sideline. They got to go help a guy. They got to do this. They got to do that. Do you expect them to wear a three-piece suit on the sideline? They want to be comfortable out there. They don't, And you said it. Bill Belichick is the best coach on the planet. And he looks like a hobo every week. So whatever you wear in that situation doesn't matter. It's about comfort. These guys, especially the coaches, are coaching guys before games, during games, after games. Where there's certain times they got to crouch, they got to get a position, show a guy this, they got to do this, they got to do that. Where they're not in a position where they need to worry about their belt and adjusting themselves and not being comfortable. You want them to wear dress shoes on the sideline too on the turf? Get a clue, DA. You could not be more wrong. And this is just facts. This isn't even opinion anymore. You're just wrong. You're just absolutely 100% wrong on the topic. This is 2017, not 1947. Just because you're wearing sweatpants doesn't imply you look like a bum, honestly. 
Now, I'll agree in some senses that wearing like a tank top and your pits are out, that get, that's a little bummy if you do that to the airport. I would say at least wear a shirt that covers your pits because, you know, if you, if you raise it up, sometimes you're not going to smell good. That's a different story. But sweatpants are not part of that conversation. There's times you wear them, times you don't. You go on a first date, you don't wear them. You can wear them the next morning, as I've said. But if you're waking up with a girl, get bagels in the morning, you go get you you wear your sweatpants. If you're going for a run, obviously you wear them. Sweatpants aren't just meant for you to sweat. I know they're called sweatpants, but it's not something you're just wearing to sweat in. It's just not the case. You wearing them to be comfortable. And in this day and age, it's about comfort. You wear them to be professional. You wear you wear you get dressed up to be f- professional. There's certain times for jeans, there's certain time for sweatpants. The airport isn't a isn't a place where you need to look like you're going on a business trip. The airport is a place especially especially if you're going across the country. My flight was only 2 hours yesterday. Every time I wear sweatpants, especially if you're going like across the country or to another country, why in the world would you wear nice pants and a belt? You look like the idiot wearing those going on the long flight. You're going on a six-hour flight from New York to California. There is no way in hell you'll catch me wearing a belt. Are you kidding me? You know how uncomfortable of a ride that would be? With a belt on and having to worry about that, going across the country. Imagine going to another country in a 12 hour flight, or you got to go to the airport and layovers and all that. Oh my God. The airport is already one of the worst places to be. Flying sucks, all that jazz. On top of doing all that, you got to worry about being comfortable. So, more power to you, Mraz. Stand up. Stand up. I don't care if you're fat, skinny, Black, white, Asian, I don't care your race, I don't care your color, I don't care if you're fat, skinny, obese, whatever it is. You wear yourself what you want for the comfort level. Listen, try to wear sweatpants that don't have nacho stains and, and have ketchup stains, but it's hard sometimes. But it's not all about that. To call someone a fat slob for wearing it, not just directing at morass, to say someone's a fat slob for wearing sweatpants, get with the freaking program. Get with the 21st century. Get with the times. Because that just sounds like you're living in the wrong planet. Couldn't be more wrong. Oh, my goodness. And the fact someone thinks they're right about that is just laughable. Oh, man. That is just an embarrassing, embarrassing opinion. Everyone has the right to opinion. But thinking sweatpants are just to sit in the house with or to go go get a bagel with and to not wear whenever you want is dumb. Plus, they're great when you have a lot of things you put in your pockets. When you have good sweatpants with nice big pockets, it is so, oh, my God. I'll tell you, with regular pants, I hate going into my pocket to get something. Plus, stuff falls out. Like these pockets, I hate having to fuck, I have to reach in and try to, uh, Oh, great. Here's my gum. Oh, there goes everything. It's a mess. Oh, here's my chapstick. Here we go. Let me put it back in my pocket. Let me fix it in there. 
It takes an hour. Sweatpants, you just slide them on in. Whew. That was a, it's a workout in the jeans more than sweatpants to get stuff out of your pockets. So I didn't even, you didn't even, I overlooked that factor. The jeans, some of these jean pockets, I can, I can get like a, two fingers in maybe. I can't even fit my wallet in there. Sweatpants and shorts have great pocket sizes. And you know, you got your wallet, you got your phone. I don't know about you. I have my wallet, my phone. I have gum, sometimes gum and Mentos. I have keys. I have chapstick. And sometimes you have other stuff in your pockets. People who smoke cigarettes will have cigarettes, a lighter. That's a lot to carry in jeans or nice pants. You're at the airport. You got your boarding pass. You got your ID out. You got all this stuff out. And trying to stick your hand in a pocket when you have 20 things in there in one of those tight pockets, you look more awkward than the guy with sweatpants. Some sweatpants don't have big pockets, but usually they're easier to access. These pockets are easier. Everything about them is just easy. And none of it implies you're lazy. It just implies you like to be comfortable in your own skin. And I think it's so important in these days, with everything that's going on in our country, that you should be comfortable with yourself, with who you are, straight, gay, bi, transsexual. Whoever you are, you should be comfortable in your own skin. And being comfortable... Starts with sweatpants. God, I should, I, this sounds like a commercial. I mean, I should be the face of like, like a sweatpant company. Mack Weldon sweatpants. It's unre- it's unreal. Did I, I'm trying to think if there's anything part of that argument that I forgot. It wasn't as good as the sweatpants date story for sure. I've had a lot of people, a lot of people listen to that one. They like that one. But, man. DA, Damon Amendolara, great sports radio host, horrible take on sweatpants. Just horrid. DA might have to stick to sports after that one. (laughs) Just do sports. No lifestyle. Lead lifestyle of the Jake Brown show. I know about lifestyle. I'm a 26 year old man. I know. I know what this life's about. <laughs> Lead the lifestyle to us. You stick to sports. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm semi kidding. I'm semi joking. But with a take that bad, I, he really should. This is the Jake Brown Show, Radio.com, iTunes, Spotify. We talked about Eli Manning. We talked about why you should every single time. Wear sweatpants to the airport and wherever you want, honestly. It's crazy to think. I didn't have jeans until I was like 17. I wore them for like a talent show in fifth grade. I was in between acts and um, I wore them because they forced me to wear them. I had to wear that and a bandana. But after that, I just wore sweatpants every day. Always did. We have to go back to the talent show thing. So I, I guess You're he picked like that. popular kids at fourth and fifth grade, and he picked people in between acts to do things. So I, I don't remember what we did between the acts, but one of the things I did was sing Yankee Doodle Dandy in an opera voice. So if you like me to try and reenact it, my fifth grade opera voice is pretty good, but it basically went like, <clears throat> hold on, we need a sip of water for this. 
it basically went like <coughs> that's ridiculous it was just it was like i'm a yankee doodle sweetheart let's see if i can pull up the lyrics i'll i'll perform it now doodle lyrics you gotta get the tape from your parents what's up you gotta get the tape i don't think there's parents. tape oh. yeah i wish there was honestly uh, hold on We're going to try to pull up the Yankee Doodle lyrics For everyone And I'm going to try to sing it in my opera voice It's it's a, the American version though It's not like the Yankee Doodle Kids thing That's the thing It's the American like patriotic version uh, it, Like it wasn't It wasn't Riding on a pony I don't think we did that that version Let's see if I can find it. I mean, I guess I could sing it. Like, I don't think it went like this. I don't think it was Yankee Doodle. Like, I don't remember that. Uh, Stuck the feather in his cap and called it macaroni. I don't think it went like that. <laughs> I didn't know there was another version. That's the normal. I don't. It was, I, I, I remember saying I'm a Yankee Doodle sweetheart or something. I don't think that's in the in the. Uh, I don't think that's in the regular version. Oh, I wish I had video to this. To give to my drill. <laughs> I'm a Eli Manning supporter. Geno Smith can suck my dick. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the, that was the days where I could do Abro. I don't got it anymore. Now it just sounds ridiculous. I'm no Andrea Bocelli. Um, but that's the only line I remember. I'm a Yankee Doodle. Sweetheart. That might not have even been the word that was used there. But I thought there was another version. It was because it, it was an American theme. We had the red bandana. It was like red, white, and blue. It was a whole patriotic thing. That's why I'm confused. As to, I thought there was another. There was a version outside of the the kids, a riding on a pony. But it doesn't. It doesn't look like there was. Maybe we made other lyrics, and that's why. I wish, yeah, I can't find them. But yeah, sorry guys, I can't find. <laughs> there's, there's my opera performance. Yankee Doodle went to town, a riding on a pony. Oh man, this is going all over the place. This is the Jake Brown show. We talked sweatpants. We talked Eli. LeBron James wasn't a foul. It was not a foul. And for him to get thrown out, thank God. I'm surprised he just got thrown out for the first time. You think it would have happened already? First time it's happened. And you know what? He gets calls. For him to keep complaining about not getting calls, I'm so sick of him crying. He thinks he deserves more calls than any person in the league. I know you're the best player in the league. But you got to stop complaining. Play the game. It's so frustrating on every play for him to cry. Because guess what? He does get calls. Does he get every call? No. Does every guy get every call? No. 
They're not singling him out because he's LeBron. They're going to call like the rest of them. And uh, it's just annoying. It's just frustrating as an NBA fan. For a sport that keeps getting called soft or whatever, for LeBron to go, oh, I need more calls. Give me more calls. It's just a bunch of BS. Enough's enough, bro. You'll get your calls. Relax. And finally, a ref had the audacity to toss his ass out of the game. And how could, I mean, honestly, how could you not like Enos Cantor's tweet on LeBron? King of Cleveland, his favorite playground, hashtag his favorite playground, hashtag strive for greatness. And he circled the ref with LeBron looking at him. And the ref just looks like an absolute boss. LeBron, go home. Stop complaining. You've been in the league so long and you've gotten so many calls. You've shot so many free throws. That God forbid you didn't get one call. I don't know. I watched the video. It didn't look like a foul. It looked like it was fine that that was a no call. And uh, LeBron can shut up because I'm sick of his act. A little late to the party, but David Fisdale was fired. Essentially, it was another superstar crying in the management, it seems like. Marcus Gasol wasn't happy with his playing time. The same Fisdale who defended his team in the playoffs last year, who everyone threw on a chair and threw him up in the air like it was a bar mitzvah. You throw him up in the chair where the music's playing and carry him around. Another another star player crying for a coach to be fired, and it works. So you feel for Fizdale. Doesn't even have a great team, honestly. Doesn't have Tony Allen anymore. Conley is hurt. It's just a different Grizzlies team. When their star player is a guy who's never on the court, who's making $100 million, is Chandler Parsons. And good for Steven Jackson calling out Chandler Parsons. Because, honestly, he's a guy who collects checks and doesn't care about winning. He can say what he wants. I'm glad Steven Jackson said something. Michael Crabtree denies that the chain was taped to his chest as a keep to leave two years in a row. Two chains fall bracelets. Uh, he grabs the chain and an all out brawl ensues and they could not look dumber throwing punches and missing. These guys thinking that They could do what they want and punch each other. You're gonna get suspended. I think two games a little, a little rough. So that's why they got it down to one. Um, and better for teams like me, who might be in the fantasy playoffs, who you're thinking about having Crabtree out there, and he's out now one week. I'm lucky that I traded for Dion Lewis. I'll start Lewis and and Lynch with Keenan Allen and Doug Baldwin at receiver. Uh, but it would have been nice if Crabtree and he put up a big zero, which lost me the week. Thanks for that. Lost by three. If Crouchy plays, gets a couple catches, you win. But it, it, no one cares about your, the fantasy team. Well, that's what we missed. We've been gone a couple of weeks. Potentially a couple of weeks of shows left. Maybe more. We'll see. Uh, if you missed it, we had pre-recorded interviews with Luke Robitaille and Nancy Lieberman last week with my friend Justin McMahon. Uh, but the story of the week, Eli Manning. And just hope that Geno Smith gets his ass wrung on Sunday. Hope the Giants get destroyed. 
if you're a betting person, put all your chips on the Raiders this weekend. Because I think even without Crabtree, they will crush the Giants. I think the spread is like six. I'd be shocked if the Giants make it a game. I'd be shocked if Geno Smith actually plays well. The guy sucks. We've seen enough of him. And if this is it for Eli, whew, what a run, man. And it's sad it may have to end like this. But he's the greatest quarterback to ever play in a Giants uniform. And he'll be missed. And it's sad that it went down like this. Ben McAdoo has got everything wrong, and he got this wrong. Reese has struggled to build anything since the Super Bowls. He's done nothing. And both of them will be canned. And the Maras, shame on you for letting this happen. Shame on you for not speaking about this. Until now. Josh Gordon also will make his return this week for the Browns. Story, I believe, with SI, he said that he made 10000 a month selling weed at Baylor. Nuts. And in high school, he committed all sorts of crimes and was going to class sipping codeine on that, sipping on that lean. That lean, though. And uh, what a story that was. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, the Knicks hope to get back in the winning column tonight against the Heat. I'll be there. Check it out uh, at the Knicks blog. And uh, also tonight dropping. We'll drop it in a few hours. Willie Ponder and Sage Rosenfels, the former Giants, Eli's teammates, will react to the move. Eli getting bench for the first time in his Giants career. It is happening, and it is sad. You just tear up watching that video of him and almost cry. So subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Catch those interviews combined as one show tonight. And uh, we'll keep you posted on what's coming next week. We should have... Some good interviews, potentially with Seth Gold, too, of Hardcore Pawn, will join us. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Follow me on Twitter, at Jake Brown Radio, and Instagram, and follow the show, at Jake Brown Show. Eli, salute. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 